immediately as soon as we record. Yeah, story of my life. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this phone silent edition <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, my name is Becca. I use she they. My name is Paige. I use they them. Um, and we're Paige doesn't know what we're talking about today. It's going to be a history one. There's going to be a couple history ones coming up. Because um, we, if I can get all my ducks in a row, we have a really fun guest at the end of the month. Ooh, um, I like the sounds of that. Who this is like her jam. Oh yeah. So nice. Um, I'm just going to kind of dive in. Yeah, let's do it. And you'll yeah. We talked a little bit kind of about this in the States mm-hmm. when we did our like Stonewall episode. Right. But this is a little bit more of a deep dive and it's Canadian. Ooh, so we're starting in 1945. Okay. Or, yeah. Wars going on. Well, I mean, so it's actually three days after the end of the Second World War. Okay. And Igor Gushenko was a cipher clerk for the Soviet embassy to Canada defected and claimed that Canada had been infiltrated by a network of Soviet agents in both the civil service and the military and scientific establishments. And so I printed off a picture, because it's upsetting, of how this man did his press um, appearances. Oh, God. To protect himself. Oh, God. The fact that it's low res makes it so much more (laughs) upsetting. (laughs) It's what? So I don't know. Our video friends can... (laughs) Maybe I'll post it with the episode, but like, um, yeah, okay, that's uh, yeah. Can you describe it for audio folks? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like a KKK hood minus like the pointy bit. Yeah, he's wearing like a white bag over his head. It's like, with, it like, looks like a white burlap sack with like eye yeah. hole. It, it looks like a childhood ghost costume. Yeah, but only on your head. But so much more upsetting. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like way freaking worse. Obviously. So yeah. So we've got a Soviet defector saying yeah. that the Canadian military and civil service has been infiltrated by spies. How do you think this goes? Oh God. Remember, <laughs> it's Cold War time, baby. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) so in response there was a royal commission launched which found that um indeed canadian public servants had passed state secrets to soviet agents um the government also realized that it had no process in place to detect security threats like this oh like that's really good of this nature Mm -hmm. my earrings are clacking around i'm just gonna (laughs) fair pop the fish lures out um so, uh, yeah, 1946, uh, it established a security panel made up of a small secret committee of civil servants and members of the RCMP. Oh. Fun. They're going to play a big role. Our, our good our good friends. <laughs> friends in red. Um, <laughs> so their purpose was to identify civil servants whose loyalties were in doubt. Um, which is a pretty broad mandate. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, like that... <laughs> kind of like include everything it's almost like this is about um, to go incredibly awry quickly the rcmp extended its anti-communist purge to those who were engaged in socially stigmatized behaviors uh they created a new category for people who demonstrated character weaknesses there's a lot of quotes in this um yeah yeah <laughs> so the reasoning behind that was like individuals who gambled were adulterous alcoholics um another group we'll get to uh for example we're vulnerable to blackmail because they had something to hide right um and this reason extended to anyone engaging in anything that was considered sexually taboo so lesbians gay men bisexuals um none of them adhered to like the social sexual conventions of the time um which means they were inherently sus um basically they were like you're 
going against the social norm so you're also going to violate political norms um Mm -hmm. basically during and it was called like the lavender scare okay um in the u.s is where like something you'll find it like the term is applied a little bit here but like communism and queer people got conflated so like commies were gays and gays were commies yeah so yeah the red scare and like lavender kind of went really hand in hand exactly yeah which is really funny because the guys who ran the red scare in the states were fucking gay men they don't talk about how mccarthy was most likely gay yeah right the details they just get to leave out talk about lateral violence exactly but anyway (laughs) uh so yeah so they were commonly associated with communism and spying so at the time, people who engaged in same-sex relations were widely considered mentally ill and menaces to society. Same. <laughs> I mean, not untrue. <laughs> uh, so sex between men was actually a criminal offense and had been for, you know, a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, even activity that could potentially lead to sex between two men was illegal. Um, so in 1953, the law was also extended to women um Mm -hmm. because you know lesbians kind of flew under the radar for a long time like if you were doing something really obvious you would get in trouble yeah um but it was more like you know marry you off to some shitty dude kind of thing exactly um they're like oh they're just you know gal pals right look at these gal pals look at the besties um (laughs) careful everybody thinks you and your gal pal are a little too close so you're engaged to this guy now like that kind of thing (laughs) super great 1940s super great um (laughs) Yeah, so basically men and women who sought out opportunities to socialize together, like dancing, um, hanging out in a bar, or even attending like private house parties, could mm-hmm. potentially risk arrest. Right. So it could exactly. be a gay party. Because it could lead to sex. Yeah. Uh-oh. You don't ever know what those gays are up to. <laughs> uh, so at the time, human rights laws did not protect against discrimination based on sexual orientation, which made it perfectly legal to fire someone from their job due to their sexuality. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Super Just, fun. Uh, yeah. Good thing you silenced your phone. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, gay men, lesbians, bisexuals, those are really the focus. Um, They were considered easy targets for Soviet manipulation because basically if the Soviets were like, we're going to out you, then it was thought that people would do anything to avoid like the humiliation and like the criminal charges. Yeah. Even if if it meant betraying their country. Yeah. Mainstream media didn't really help the situation. Our paper of record, the Globe and Mail, uh, ran an article in 1955, which um, I cut that out. I'm sorry. I don't know what they said. It wasn't great. <laughs> it was the Globe and Mail. Fuck I need me. you to say more. <laughs> oh, God. It wasn't great. Probably. It's been a long couple weeks. <laughs> and they're only going to get longer. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Yet I said that. Forget the Globe and Mail slander. Let's go back to 1952. 1952. Um, a new cabinet directive on security advised that uh, security checks can f- consider defects of character that might cause an employee to be indiscreet, dishonest, or vulnerable to blackmail, which obviously means queer. Yeah. Uh, three years later, a more detailed directive uh, affirmed this position. So they were like, yeah, we meant what we said three years ago. Actually, we're doubling down. <laughs> So at the same time, the government made it so queer folks couldn't hold civil jobs in positions deemed sensitive, uh, which included positions in the military, RCMP, and foreign affairs. So anywhere they might have access to like sensitive information, they're like, you keep your gay little paws off that. 
off those Back state secrets. <laughs> little Jesus. Take your sticky little gay mitts off. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It was. I don't know. No, I liked it. Effect. It was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 1956, the RCB formed a character weakness unit. Jesus. <laughs> uh, this oh, was to scrutinize civil servants' backgrounds. Um, so, yeah, over the next couple of years, people's sexuality became a primary focus of security investigations. Yeah. So it's like criminal record, <laughs> all the. Are you gay? Ex- but really works. are you gay though right. but like, like seriously though are, do you are know you any gays like so there was some resistance to these investigations um there were some more kind of liberal minded liberal minded liberal minded <laughs> members of the security panel um that wanted to kind of restrict these probes um prime minister john diefenbaker uh for example was in the process of crafting the canadian bill of rights and was uncomfortable with the use of character weakness to justify dismissals but who wants to listen to to diefenbaker silly man <laughs> fucking diefenbaker i will never okay so there are these like old wartime bunkers mm-hmm. um from during his time that are known as diefenbunkers Oh. And it's my favorite portmanteau. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> the deep and bunkers. Um, yeah, total side note. So basically the security panel gave RCMP investigators the power to search for so-called sexual deviance in all government departments. Dang. So we're not just talking foreign affairs anymore. We're talking, yeah. yeah. It's like the fucking cleaning crew. Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, between 64 and 65, um, about 6,000 queer employees, predominantly gay men, had files with the RCMP. Jesus. Yeah. So, like, wow. we talk recently a lot about carding, especially, like, out in Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, which for, you know, the Americans listening, I think you have, you have the same shit, just different word. Um, it's basically just stopping, like, primarily young men of color. Yeah. Not suspected of anything, anything like that, and, like, recording their information so they are now known to the police and, like, have a, they're on file with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not a great practice, but this is kind of similar, right? So, like, all these gay people now had RCMP files. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, like, for... And that 6,000 is about to grow. Uh, As it does. Oh, boy. So, just a few years later, by 1968, there were about 9,000 of these files. And only about one-third of these people were actually federal public servants. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, because, like, they would find a suspected queer... Yeah, right. And then they would ask them, you know, about to like name others. You yeah, know? it's kind of like it's very much like the witch trials. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. See, like it's shit like this that when people are like, "Oh, I was born, I was born in the wrong generation," like you look back and you're like, "Really though? No. What? No. <laughs> Even like it's really funny. Like basically anybody who's not a cishet white man that says that, I like give them the side eye. But even the cishet white man, I'm like, what are you talking? They about? still deserve the side eye. Yeah, yeah, it's still terrible. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. I've seen like an influx of that kind of shit lately, and every well, time I see it, I just like roll my eyes on my head. Brainwashed like, like trad wife people. Yeah. There's a really interesting <clears throat> phenomenon of like Gen Z being really conservative right right yeah it's so like yeah and i don't know if it's because they're young and they're just really easily radicalized but like whatever it is it's that's a whole other topic. yeah there's a really strong <laughs> conservative bent in gen z and yeah. like obviously not all of y'all a lot of you are doing great things but like 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. I'm like, you're, you know, wait a second here. 21 and talking about, yeah, right, like, wrong generation. Okay, yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Some of them are like really explicit about it. Yeah, no, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Terrifying. You need to be more skeptical, like your elders. <laughs> Actually, I'm hardly an elder. Like, right. you and I are basically Gen Z. I think I'm like one of the last millennials. I see conflicting reports on it as I to think, whether I'm a Gen Z I or think millennial. I think 96 was like the cutoff year. Yeah, I think so. I am very happy to call myself a millennial. Please don't be calling me a Gen Z. Um, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah I know. But yeah, now kinda, that I've said it. <laughs> we're kind of the last couple. The last of our kind. Yeah. We <laughs> got in just before the cutoff there. Thank God. <laughs> uh, no, we love you, Gen Z. Just um, some of you need some more critical thinking. Exactly. Which hopefully will come with age. Or listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, between 1959 and 62, there was a research project carried out. Uh, its goal was see-, see whether they could distinguish between queer staff who like did or did not pose a security threat. So like, okay, queers and dangerous ones. The important thing about this study is that it concluded that sexual orientation was not a choice. Uh, so this finding completely undermined the belief that homosexuality was a character weakness mm-hmm. and helped persuade the security panel that a new approach was necessary yeah damn yeah okay it says 1962 we were like maybe wait maybe. a second here maybe <laughs> well we'll see um <laughs> by the mid-1960s the enthusiasm for purging queer employees from the public service started to mellow um you know there were fewer firings mm-hmm. um by yeah, the late 60s, queer employees in jobs with lower security clearance levels were more likely to be denied promotion than face discharge, which like is a win, but like not at all. Yeah, exactly. It's a win, but like, is it though? Yeah. <laughs> but did yeah. the RCMP back down? Of, of course, course not. <laughs> They redirected and escalated the hunt inwards on their own members. Uh, This was done through a series of investigations, which reached its peak in the late 60s and started to die out in the 70s. They developed a series of indicators believed to identify with gay men, or believed to identify gay men. I told Paige one of them because I literally couldn't keep it to myself. So one of them was driving white cars, (laughs) uh, wearing rings on pinky fingers. Better tell the mob guys that they're all gay now. (laughs) Uh, and wearing tight pants. Well, shit, hey? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which I guess in the 60s and 70s, maybe. But no, because they were like, I mean, the 50s, you'd had like the kind of greaser with like skinny jeans look. Yeah, that's true. I think of like what look they had in the 60s. I mostly know, yeah, like women's fashion. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I they got had like boxy suits. Probably. I don't know regardless really really thick ties i don't know yeah exactly <laughs> bottle cap bottle cap glasses yeah you know the works oh yeah <laughs> i just can't get over the white cars man i just i can't i know it reminds I me i love the pinky ringer pinky i cannot talk today me neither, pinky finger thing there we go yeah the rings but like it reminds me of being in school and like guys having like a piercing in the gay ear but like oh my god there's no consensus about which one was the gay ear yeah or like i feel I like those times. yeah every generation <laughs> has its own things about how to like totally we also did the like how you look at your nails 
It's like yeah. if you're a woman and you looked at your nails with like your hand flat, like looking at the back of them, then you were straight. But if you're a guy and you did it like that, then you were gay. Interesting. Um, because guys were supposed to look at them like with their yeah. palm facing them and their fingers curled over. But if you're a woman and you looked at like that, then you were a lesbian. Huh. It's really specific. Interesting. Yeah. The more you know. That was when I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. That's the kind of shit that's like, yeah, like upper elementary kind of yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, shit was like a witch hunt. Which I've already said, but That's like it crazy. so is because it's based on like literally nothing. And then exactly. like people get so into it. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's always something, right? Truly, truly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh in sixty-nine, a report by the Royal Commission on Security, otherwise known as the McKenzie Commission, uh recommended the queer employees be allowed to work. Yippee. Wow, amazing. I could just think of all I can think of was like um Meryl Streep and Devil's Auto. I was like ah. groundbreaking. Oh my god, I love it. Exactly. Was it Miranda Priestley? That's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so they can be allowed to work, uh, but it also said that they should not normally be granted clearance to higher levels, uh, should not be recruited if there is a possibility that they may require such clearance in the course of their careers, and should certainly not be posted to sensitive positions areas so like you can work um you can't do anything with sensitive information or that might maybe need some in the future um and you can't work in any like yeah (sighs) i don't even know i just like you getting more and more frustrated it's really fun that's why i do these episodes it's just like let's see how close to the end we can push page yeah (laughs) oh yeah no next week is kelsey's on the chopping block it's gonna be great it's gonna be about the military Oh yeah. Spoilers. That'll be fun. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get a ton of rants. <laughs> I hope so. I'm just going to observe that recording. I won't join it. I'll just sit yeah. on the other couch and watch. There you Sorry. go. Yeah. <laughs> we can have an audience. There you We've go. We've never had an audience. I mean that'd be so fun, actually. <laughs> complete tangent. Um, so our buddy Evan, who was on a couple episodes ago. Shout out. Um, uh, shout out to the lovely Evan. I ran into him at an event that also had like a couple of our other previous podcast guests. Right. Um, it's almost like it's a small sector. Right. But um, yeah, and I guess somebody had like he'd been at a showcase. Oh, okay. Um, and somebody had recognized him from the podcast. Oh wow, they were no like, way. you're really familiar. And it's like that's oh, so yeah, I heard cool. you. Yeah. So what? I forget that y'all are actually there listening. I know. Um, so thank you for that. <laughs> Shout out to all y'all. Yeah. So um, back on track. Last couple things. Um, the Cold War against queer civil servants did not end until the late 60s, kind of early 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, in 73, Prime Minister Trudeau, like, senior yeah uh confirmed that suspected homosexuality was one of the factors the government considered before clearing any federal employee to handle classified documents so it was like one of those things about like we knew but now he's but <laughs> set up exactly it's like out there out there now. it's like one of those water is wet studies and it's like we all knew but it's also important to have that so you can like show people an actual like right yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm uh, so reflecting the climate of fear that the RCMP investigations could continue to create in the 70s, a woman who worked as a public servant at the time said, you always presumed when you were working with the government, yes, okay, you're a lesbian, you just don't let anyone else know because of job security. It was a scary time for anyone who was gay. 
Do you want to know how long the security campaign in the RCMP continued? Oh my god. No, but yes. Officially, uh, until the early 1990s. Fuck off. Around that time, official policies excluding queer people were changed, uh, and this was only after decades of activism and legal challenges. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, we were born in the 90s. What the fuck? I know. I know. Ah! <laughs> it just makes me want to scream. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, Kelsey was born. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, 91. Kelsey was, like, established, you know? <laughs> Not really. I don't know why I put it that what way. Is Do you mean her mom was pregnant? Like, what is... Basically. Basically. So you know. weird. <laughs> Leave it to me to put the weirdest spin on things. It's like <laughs> those, like, old people who joke about, like, oh, I've been around since before you were even a glimmer in your daddy's eye. Like, I'm like, this is such a fucking weird... Yeah, no, I was just, I was just seeing how weird I could go with it, you know? Oh, yeah. I think you did well. Yeah, I think you. I think you succeeded. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, nice short episode. A little bit of history on yeah. a I mean for us it's a Tuesday. A little bit of just, late morning. You know. Yeah. Getting getting into the hang of things for the week. The swing of things. Yeah. Yep. What's Good your, times? What's your queer joy? Uh my queer joy is that I'm going to see one of my favorite bands ever in right. Vancouver this weekend. Uh I'm going to one hundred Gex at peony forum on friday night i'm stoked it's gonna be so much fun that's i'm excited for you i also love whenever Paige tells me a band name i'm like yeah that sounds like something you'd listen to (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah basically i feel like we've had this discussion like multiple times in the past from what was it last week oh yeah i went to a band called crywank yeah and becca was like you fucking would basically yeah i was like i've never heard of them but yeah that tracks or yeah. like i saw on your calendar one called mom jeans oh yeah mom jeans is in two weeks i'm like yeah. fuck i love it it's- <laughs> and then death grips in another two weeks oh my you God. know like just the weirdest shit oh my what's God. your joy? um it's a good thing you weren't on when i said concerts are overrated oh fuck yes thank god <laughs> one of us wouldn't still be here i don't know personal preference <laughs> yeah. i don't know you've got the nails yeah that's true yeah. i've got the internalized anger shoved way down you say it like I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I've got an extra two years of it on you, though. Ooh. I feel like you actually go to therapy. Minor details. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Love it. What is my queer joy? I did a bunch of repotting plants. Oh hell yeah! Over like the last I don't know week or two, um, I've got like the majority of my house plants repotted because nice. I actually like desperately needed it Fair. um and it also meant I could split some so now I have more plants Yay, which that's I'm so like exciting fucking 40 ish just over there you go like in my house so um yeah bought a couple like bought a fun cutting off of Facebook oh yeah I saw that last week yeah because yeah. the the Facebook like marketplace is kind of a hellhole but the plant people I find are really fun yeah I love um, that. Yeah, I bought plants off there a couple times, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like giving like just so much advice and like showing you their plants, and, right? Like, what your should like look like when it's like established, connection. and like yeah, very cool people." So yeah, I got to play in the dirt. Love that for you. Which I know oh, I yeah. love gardening. Also, Out Loud is going to have a community garden plot. Woohoo! Um, That's going to be so much fun. And it's I was ex- assuming it was like the ones I've had personally in the past, which were like four feet by four feet. Yeah. It's 12 by 12, my dude. God damn. It's, That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, hell yeah. So to our youth who may be listening, um, 
do you want to garden with us this summer yay that'd be so fun oh my god yeah I love it little garden days I think this is our shortest episode ever so have a little probably a little bite-sized queer halftime for your week um and we'll see you next week be kind to yourself and others bye everyone